0: This is Keefe, and this is Scoreline Extra, the podcast that condenses down a lot of the interviews and post match reactions from the games that we covered from 2 to 6 on KCLR Scoreline. We've had a hat trick of Kilkenny wins. We'll hear from all the managers after the seniors, the under 20s, and the minor team were able to secure victories in all their respective games. Of course, we'll have our interview that Robbie conducts every weekend which was with Michael Ryan former Westmeath and Waterford manager he was looking ahead to Kilkenny versus Westmeath unfortunate for the Kilkenny Intermediate Camogie team who came away with a loss in their replay against Cork we'll hear from Shane Duffy from CK United about the developments that are happening with the hopeful League of Ireland side and of course all the reaction from that cracking Towns Cup final between Kilkenny and Tullough we're going to start off though with Derek Eric Ling after his team defeated Westmead.
1: We started the game very well I think we we're, were totally on top really and um, you know so we were, we were on top everywhere winning battles all around the pitch and look as the game went on you know we were comfortable we were, we were comfortable and um, you know, we know we know have a bigger test ahead but I suppose look the lads are ready for this you know we 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 had a good couple of weeks since the Limerick game, and lads are ready for it. And you know, we, we know we've a good chance coming up now next week. <laughs> to be fair, I, I think it was more down to I think our the way we went about it. To be honest, I think we made it very hard on them, and conditions didn't help either. And I think we we pushed up everywhere around the pitch and made it hard on them. Um, look, they've they have a championship left to play, and no doubt they'll be they'll be better in other games. But I, I think it was more down to the way we went about it rather than and Westmeath's performance, but uh, I'm just happy with the way we went about it. I'm not sure if we had too many chances. Second half, First half I thought we won or two, you know, but not. You like to, you like to be, you know, been on the end of a few chances there, to be honest, and test their keeper a little bit more. We didn't do that. I think we'll need to next week um, and in the coming weeks, so looking at something we'll have to work on. Now, before you go to Edwin, uh, Paddy, uh, you missed uh, Paddy Deegan and Billy Jen, and they're going to be off for a while. And they're
2: a big loss to the team, but both of them are going very well.
1: Yeah, both of them had really strong league campaigns and look, the only thing is that they're not long term, which is you know the, the only positive out of it, if you like they'll, they'll likely miss the next definitely the next two, three rounds anyway, um, and hopefully they'll be back then So
3: Positive Derek, of course was yeah. game time for Adrian Mullen again hmm. and TJ, so yeah. as you said you can only play what's in front of you, but they have to be positive.
1: I know, they are, yeah and Adrian, you know, Adrian moved really well TJ, the same, got a, got the full game into him, which he needed, um both of them were sharp and so look at that's a positive and um, yeah we've lads coming back then hopefully in the next couple of weeks.
3: Winning by a huge amount wouldn't I know it was we won by a huge amount, but getting those goal chances that we did have four or five des- chances, decision making the last ball didn't mm. come good. Credit to the Westmead full back line. They were good, they were game. Dial is a very good hurler, but you have plenty to work on when it comes to goal scoring over the next week.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's just it, look, I think you said it, it's just decision making at times, just the final ball, sometimes you just well, sometimes it was not either. a need it to be more direct and sometimes then we had an overlap and we didn't use it, you know. Um, so look, we'll have to work on it.
3: Like all Kilkenny supporters, and you mentioned the, the legs of Wally, Richie Hogan, still far, uh, far away?
1: Not too far, hopefully. I'm not sure about next week, but they're not too far. Very good. Thanks, yeah. Derek. Thanks, Derek. Again, like Galway next weekend, of course. Big game. You'll be up again your old uh, buddy, uh, Henry, for the first time. But really it's about the players rather than the managers and uh, this will be a serious match. Yeah, look, they're a serious team. I saw the team obviously for the weekend, and you know they're they're strong. They're a strong team, but great challenge for us looking forward to it now. Well done, Derek. Thanks, thanks, Terry.
4: Now I'm delighted to be joined by former Westmeath and Waterford manager Michael Ryan to look ahead to the beginning of the Championship this weekend with the Munster and Leinster Championships both getting underway. One of the games sees Kilkenny take on Westmeath at UPMC Nolan Park at 6 o'clock this evening as the Cats begin the defence of their provincial crown. We'll have full live commentary of that clash and we'll be building up to Derek Ling's first Championship match as Kilkenny manager with former teammate and eight-time All-Ireland winner Aidan Fogarty. Michael, how are you?
5: catch you see Robbie.
4: Kilkenny and Westmeet is our focus for the moment, Michael. What have you made of Kilkenny so far, first of all? A league final appearance, but a disappointing result against Limerick.
5: Yeah, I, I think it was, it was, it was an up-and-down league for Kilkenny. First, the, I suppose their first real test was the Tipperary game and the, and at home and in Nolan Park, and they lost that, and, then, and they had a reason, then they won a couple of games, but I suppose the, they, they had a good victory over Cock in the semi-final, but ultimately when it came down to the... The league final, open Cork against Limerick, they, 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 they felt well-shocked on the day, and I think they'll be disappointed with that performance because that's not a Kikini-type performance. You know, all over the pitch, they were, they, were, they were beaten comprehensively, and Limerick ran out easy winners, and I think they'll be smarting from that defeat, and I'd say any Kikini fella that gets a, jer- a starting jersey next next in this game against Westmeath, will feel he has a point to prove, and I'd say the management will probably feel they have a point to prove as well.
4: Do you feel as though... That result would have knocked them back against Limerick, or do you think it'll be used as, as you say, as a point to prove, and they'll try and kick on from there? What, how do you think they'll use that result?
5: I think it's just a reality check. I wouldn't think they will set them back too much. Can you can't have a tradition of fighting back and producing their best performances on big days? So I have no doubt they'll learn from that. And if there was any complacency, you know, or, you know if they felt, you know, that, that they were going really well, that, that's a reality check. So I think they'll, they'll they'll refocus. They'll rejig the team. I'm sure a few, a few fellas might lose their jerseys over that. And I think you can expect a way different Kikenni performance to this championship game. I'd say they'll be really up for this.
4: And what have you made of Derek Ling's tenure so far? Do you feel as though he's done well, kind of got the balance right between keeping experienced players in the panel and also implementing young players? What do you feel as though has been his big advantages and maybe some things that have been to his detriment so far?
5: Well, I think it's way too early to judge him but from for, for what I've seen at Kikenni, I like the fact that they're, they're trying to blood new players, they're trying to to build a team, so to speak, and to follow, to follow on from Brian Cody is no mean t- task. I mean, Brian Cody was, was probably the greatest manager that ever, that ever lived. So to follow on from him is, is a formidable test. But they're also trying to probably um, to, to to change their style of play slightly. They're using the ball a little bit more, even though Kenny has stopped that process all, over the last couple of years. So he's trying to get get the, the system right. He's trying to put his own stamp on it. That's going to take time, and people shouldn't judge him too quickly on that. And also, I feel that a lot of fellas have got a chance, and I'm sure more will follow. And I I, I would imagine, I, I wouldn't say I know Derek Ling well, but I do know him, and I'd expect him. He's, he's a decent guy. And I'd expect him to give every kind fella of a chance but I'd also say he'll be he'll be firm enough and strong enough to, to crack the whip when the whip needs to be cracked.
4: This game in particular, we can't write off Westmeath. they're quite a capable side but you would expect Kilkenny to come out on top. Is the performance very important for Derek Ling and his side?
5: Well, first of all to win the game and to be honest I have no doubt they will win the game. Westmeath or for short Killian Dyle who's probably their go-to player is their leading scorer, free-checker, leading scorer from play. He'd be a big loss to them. But you know, I, I think they need—they'd like to play well, and that's the most important thing to get to, to begin. That the public can see that there's, there's something happening, that there's, there's a system in place, and they're working through that and produce good performances. Kenny will always have a good work just, There's no question about that. They'll always have the holding ability. Because every fellow in Kilkenny gets gets a jersey, is well able to play. That won't that won't be popular for them, but just just to make sure that you know that that, that they that they've learned from 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 the uh, from the league that they move on, that they're proven every day they go out and they're putting the, the structure of a team in place and they're building a team. Because Kilkenny are at their best. Remember, Kilkenny only beat by a couple of points in Leicester's a level final. That game could have gone either way against the so-called Super liminal team, and this is a very this is Super liminal team. Kilkenny came very close in that, so they're not a million miles away.
4: And then, of course, their opponents are Westmeath, a team that you know a lot about. They are missing a lot of players this weekend. There's no getting away from that, including and Dial. What sort of... How are they coming into this game, and how are they coming into the Leinster Championship under Joe Fortune?
5: Yeah, well, they have produced some good huddling. There's no question about that they've But they probably played played well in spin fits and starts. I mean, they, 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 they saved their league status. So that was very important to them. They're actually quite an experienced team, and believe it or not, Five or six of the team that go out in the championship they were probably part of a of team that beat Kilkenny in the under-21 20, under championship in 2016. So, you know, they have a fair bit of holding done. They? They, they have a lot of experience. But it's the yes, asset test to come to Kilkenny to, to play a championship match and to come to, to Kilkenny team that are smelting from their league final, league final performance. That, that's a big ask. I don't see Westmead winning the game, but I hope they play well because they have a lot of good hurlers and Joe's working really hard up there to, to put structures in place and to build on what happened in the past.
4: Westmead's ultimate aim I suppose Is to try and avoid finishing bottom of the Leicester Championship And relegating back in to the Joe McDonough Cup But when you think about last year They got that draw against Wexford Do you think one of their kind of the subplots To Westmeath Leicester Championship campaign Will to try and claim a real scalp And of course Kilkenny will probably be one of their toughest games But do you think they'll try and beat or Of course they will try But do you think that's something that they're really targeting Trying to beat one of Wexford, Dublin, Kilkenny or Galway
5: I think that, I definitely think that, I mean, they've been talking about that for a few years now and it hasn't happened yet. Came really, really close last year. I think they're much more formidable than in Cusick Park and Bollongair on their home patch. I mean, they're probably not not, as good away from home and sometimes for the underdogs it's difficult to play away from home but that is the the ultimate. That's what they're trying to do. They're trying to take a scalp and build on that. But there's a lot of good hurlers in Westmeath. And there's also a lot of fanatical hurling supporters in Westmeat. They, they mightn't have that many clubs, but the people who are involved in hurling in Westmeet are very, very serious. But you're right, ultimately, the, 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 the goal will be to try and take down one of the big guns and build from there.
4: And just generally, could you give us a bit of an insight into hurling in Westmeat? Over the last decade, it seems to have really grown. Why do you think that has been the case? And what's the next step for them to try and get closer to the elite sides?
5: Well, Westmeath always had good hurlers, and if you go back 20, 30 years ago, they were producing good performances. And you know, they're 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 they in Westmeath hurler won in all-star a good few years ago. So they've always had pockets of holding in Westmeath. The problem with it is they don't have enough clubs. I think they have probably only got 13 or 14 clubs, and there's probably only three or four of them capable senior clubs. So the pool of players is always going to be very, very small. And and, and I suppose they're they're trying to they're trying to build and trying to develop the game, and the county board up there have worked <laughs> have worked hard. To try and get a system in place, and try and, and try and improve the structures in the schools and so on and so forth. But that's that's the ultimate aim: to get more people playing the game and make the club stronger.
4: And just before we talk generally about the Leinster Championship this year, Michael, how do you see Saturday's game going?
5: Well, I, I'd, be, I'd be very surprised if Kenny don't come out convincing winners. I hope that me produce a performance. That's the best they can hope for, I think. But you know, every now and again, the miracle happens and it will be lovely to see and I'd be—I really wish them well and I hope they do well but ultimately you'd have to say Kilkenny will be comfortable with us in that game
4: and the Leinster Championship generally Kilkenny are going for four in a row of course it's their first under Derek Ling it's the second season for both Dara Egan and Henry Shefflin with Wexford and Galloway respectively and Michal Donoghue a former all ireland winner manager is after coming in with Dublin who would you have as the favourites for the Leinster Championship, and do you feel as though for Galway and Wexford particularly, it's really imperative that they make at least a Leinster final, both of which will want to claim the Bob O'Keefe Cup, of course?
5: Yeah, well, I think the first game is Galway and Wexford, and I was talking to Darry Egan actually yesterday, and they're travelling to Galway. They're really looking forward to that game, and they've they've come off of a pretty pretty poor performances in the league, so I think they probably have nothing to lose. I think they'll, they'll relish that, but ultimately. Galway the test for Galway now they ran Limerick very very close last year again it was only 0.2 in it so they'll ultimately feel they've got to get at least to get to an All-Ireland final and with with Henry and chairs that's that's quite possible I think Galway and Kilkenny are the two strongest teams in the problems Wexford I would think a little bit behind that it's hard to know with Dublin I mean I, saw Dublin, I see Dublin playing the league this year against Waterford and they had two extra players and they still didn't close it out you know, there's plenty of endeavour in Dublin, but I'm not so sure the holding is good enough or that the panel of players are good enough. But having said that, you know, O'Donnell is an All-Island winning manager. Whatever is in him, he it out of him, but it might take some time. But ultimately, to test for Galway now is to get to at least to get an All-Island final because they were champions in 2017 and they were back in the final again in 18, narrowly beat by Limerick by a point. So, you know, they have a lot of good players in Galway and they've, they've had... There isn't underage teams over the years, but they, they they don't seem to be successful in bringing those underage players through to senior levels So that's the, that's the test for Galway uh, and Kilkenny, of course. Kilkenny have won an All-Ireland since 2015, uh, which by their standards is a long, long time. We're talking about eight years now, so they'll they'll be they'll be aiming to crack on as well, and they'll, they'll be serious team later on in the championship. But for Wexford, Wexford, you never really know Wexford. And, there's a lot of good hollows in Wexford and sometimes they, they, they produce good performances and on the day they'll keep it beating mo- they're capable of beating most teams but I think, you know, for Dublin there's a lot of work to be done in Dublin
4: You mentioned there maybe Wexford on the day are capable of beating anybody but do you think there's a team in Leinster at the moment that will be able to string two or possibly three performances back-to-back against Munster sides to win in All-Ireland or do you think that's one step too far, to them, far for them? How, how do you see
5: that? Well, I'd never write off Kikini. I mean, Kikini over the years have, been, have, have proved a million times what they're capable of, and, and, and they'll believe in themselves. And as I said already, they'll have good hurlers. The, the fellow wearing the Kikini jersey he'd be well able to play. And there's a few young fellas coming through. They did win the under-20 last year. And if they can grab one or two off of that, you know, it will, it will improve what they have. Because they keep going back to TJ, and TJ has done so much on him. But maybe maybe even the greatest holder of all time, but certainly in the conversation for the greatest holder of all time. And it, it remains to be seen how much longer he can give it, because he, he had a couple of bad injuries in his, in his day and career as well. But Kenny will always be there, about and I know if they, if, if, they win a, if they win a game or two. And they'll fancy their chances against anybody. They won't mind what they're playing of, what the odds are. That won't bother them one bit. And Galway as well. Galway are just lacking a little bit of consistency. Again, on a given day, Galway can play really, really well. And I think they're probably the best-equipped team in the country to put it up to Limerick physically, because Galway have some huge men, some really, some really big, tall players, some great athletes. So they're, they're, they're well-equipped to do that, but they just need to be more consistent.
4: And if we look at the Munster Championship, Westmeath are one of your former teams, but so are Waterford. They begin their Munster campaign this weekend, daunting prospect, I suppose, against the All Ireland champions, Limerick. Davy Fitzgerald is the new manager there. What are Waterford's prospects for 2023? Do you feel? Well, Davy is the
5: new manager, but he's also the old manager because he, <laughs> he, he, he was there again of course, yeah. in 2008 or 2011, you know. But uh, look, it's really difficult to know with Waterford. But if you, if if you were to cast your mind back. To 12 months ago today, the Thursday before, the Saturday before the the, the championship started, and Waterford were, were, were reckoned to be to be the second best team in the country. They would won the league, they were playing really, really well, and then for some reason they didn't really perform at the championship. And that's you know, they, they did win their first game against Tipperary, but then they seemed to have had a decent performance against them, but, but fell away against Cork and particularly against Clare. All those players, more or less, are still there. So. Uh, their horrible ability is not in question. They've s- s- probably struggled against the like, Limerick test their physique. We have a lot of sm- small, fast guys, but uh, ultimately against Limerick, it will come down to the second half of the game or the later stages when people are tired because all the heat will be going in, and, and uh, so we- we're probably not able to deal with that. But Waterford well, still have a good team and they have a lot of good players, but they, they, they need—I mean, this—that under-21 team—they won the All-Ireland. That's—that's 2016. That's, that's seven years ago now most of those fellas are 26, 27, 28 years so we, we need to start performing fast and if we have ambitions to win in our land it has to happen sooner and I think they'll, they'll probably give a good account of themselves and no doubt David left something up his sleeve but at the end of the day you couldn't see them be beaten in this game because they have, they have, their panel of players is probably stronger than ever and you know they, they have probably 21 or two really good players and the competition for players is so fierce and John Kiley is a very astute manager. He reminds me a bit of, John, of Brian Cody. So ultimately, Waterford have a really tough task. And if they do put off a results on Sunday, it will be some achievement.
4: And what did you make of Davy Fitzgerald saying after the final league game against Kilkenny that maybe there's a bit of a rebuild needed in Waterford, that this won't be able to be it won't be completed within the first year that it might take two or three years? Do you think that was overestimating the size of the task, or do you think he was trying to cool the pressure down on the players and himself?
5: Well, he was probably trying to do a little bit of both, and we managed us over the years. We've all tried to do that, and, and, and you know, <laughs> and it's, he probably when, when he came into Watford, I mean, it takes a while to assess where you are. And he's probably in a better position you now to make a judgment in Waterford than he was the first the first couple of weeks he came in. So he's probably seen what he has to work with. He's probably feels there's certain things he needs to change, certain personnel he needs to change as well. And there's a few young lads have come through and probably need to develop those. And, and, and really, to build a team, even though I, I, I would always contend that Liam Cal did a very good job as a Waterford manager. You know, he had two and a half really good years. Didn't work out for for the last few championship games, but he did a really good job. Davy has probably assessed the situation now and he's probably said to himself, you know, this A, B and C must be done. So he probably has a plan in place to do that. But yeah, just certainly a real test of his managerial skills.
4: And the Munster Championship generally, Michael, I mean, I certainly just from the outside looking in, I can't call it at all. I think Limerick are the clear favourites and beyond that, it's hard to see who's going to come out of it. How do you see it panning out? Who do you think will be the three teams that qualify out of Munster? Presumably you have Limerick in there, but who do you think will be the other two?
5: Well, it's amazing over the years and uh, everybody spoke about the strength of the Munster Championship and then Kilkenny came along and won the All-Irelands or maybe like Galway won one as well. So the Leinster teams, they never be picked up. First of all, I think there's a couple of things that need to be said. The Munster Championship is a real do-or-die battle. I think you've got to be peaking much earlier in Munster because if you lose your first game, you're in trouble. I mean, there's a, we have a fair idea who two of the three teams are going to come out of Munster with. We could probably even possibly name the three teams with almost certainty, you know. So in Munster, particularly for you take the first game between, between uh, Clare and, and Tipperary, that's the most win game for both teams because if Limerick are going as well as we think they are, they, they possibly will both lose to Limerick. So, I mean, if they will, the loser of this game and lose to Limerick, you have suddenly have two games lost. And you're, you're practically out of the championship, so it's 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 a really tough ask. But I think Limerick will come out. I think they'll win all their games. I mean, when you look at their record, over um, the last five years, there've been 15 trophies up for grabs: five provincial, five league, five All-Ireland. They've won 11 of them. That's that's over 72 or 3%. That's incredible what they've done. And uh, I think they'll so they'll certainly come out. So the battle is on for second and third. That's why home uh, your home games are absolutely crucial to you. And ironically in Waterford we don't have any home games because Welsh Park has been developed. So we've got to go to So I don't think we'll be too bothered about that but I would I would still think there's something that Liam Cal will get a bit out of Tipperary. I'd expect him to come out. Even though they have a bit to do now. They were they were they were comprehensively beaten as well by by Limerick in the league in the league semifinal. So I'd expect Tipperary will come out. I, I, I think I actually think uh, you can never ride off Slayer and uh, because you know the, and they have some really good under race players coming through as well. I think it might come down to between Waterford and Cork, which makes the second round of the championship at Waterford and Cork, open Park O'Keefe, which makes it a massive game. So if I was pushed to the pin of my collar, I, I possibly would say, well, I'd definitely say Limerick. And after that, I'd give a tentative nod to Tiberi and Waterford.
4: And if we look down to the All-Ireland, we obviously looked at both provincial championships then. There seems to be a fear factor associated with this Limerick team that we haven't seen since the Kilkenny side of the 2000s. Do you feel as though that's warranted? And how do teams best go about beating them? Because I think a lot of the talk has been that they're unbeatable, but they're, they're, no team is unbeatable, as you well know. But how do teams go and make that next step now to try and maybe reduce narrow defeats and make them victories?
5: Well, I think the wrong thing to do is to, is to engage in a physical battle against them, because ultimately you're talking about fellas six foot four, six foot five, six foot six. You're talking about huge men who are good hullers, who are good athletes. So I think the only way is to move the ball quickly around the pitch. You've got to move them around the pitch. And uh, you can, uh, at the end of the day, if you know, if, if you get involved in a dogfight with Limerick, there's only going to be one winner. You're going to come out on the wrong side of it. So that, that's the only thing I can see. But but if you're asking me, will Limerick be beat the in this championship? I, I, I can see him being beaten. I think they're just better than everybody else. With a fantastic panel of players. With a really good coaching system, management system. And they, they've they've loaded a few guys. Bear in mind, they won last year's championship without Keane Lynch. And, and and the league final against the Kennedy, they were shot three or four all-stars. There. And there was a couple of them that didn't even start. You know, and, and one or two of them they left on the bench. So they have 21 or two players who are top-notch. I think they can deal with anything on the day. The only thing that might throw them is a player getting sent off and uh, but, uh, and I've also I've long had the belief that their keeper is absolutely absolutely crucial to their team. Uh, if anything were to happen to their keeper, you know he'd be a massive loss. So is Declan Hannan. So is, uh, is Gilly the free taker. But ultimately they seem to have covered practically every position. So if you're asking me, I don't see limit beating this year.
4: And just finally, Michael, before I let you go, we're so close now to the start of the Championship. Hurling supporters across the country are as excited as ever, but there's been a lot of talk throughout the league, maybe, about the game has become boring and the different styles of it have made it less easy on the eye. Where do you stand on that, and are you as excited as ever for the start of the Championship?
5: Well, I'm always excited for the start of the Championship. And, like, I mean, people will criticize tactics, but the the, the brief for any manager or the test or task for any manager. Let's come up with a system that gets the best out of his players. If a manager feels he's got to get a lot of fellas behind the ball, that's fair enough. That, that's, his, that's his opinion. But I think at the end of the day, when you get to the real knockout stages, when you get to the all Ireland semi-final, every man has got to win his own battle. Everybody's got to stand up and be counted. So, you know, mass defences and all that, at the end of the day, they're not going to get you. They'll prevent you getting big beatings. They'll, they'll they'll keep the score down, but they won't win it. So I am excited about it. And, you know, every now and again something happens. You go back in last year on Limerick, beat Galway by a pint, Kenny by two pints. That's how close it was. And with Limerick, with a really good team, but I think they moved on from there. But I am excited. I love watching the game of hurling. And I, I'm all for new ideas and... and people to try new things and keep position and moving the ball around 30, 40 yards passes and all that I'm all for that but I am excited because at the end of the day every now and again a miracle happens and then we all enjoy it and the, the underdog turns the farm book upside down and that's what makes such a special game because at the end of the day most times anything can happen. <laughs>
6: Kyle Berrigan, congratulations, job done. Awfully put her up to probably for the first ten minutes of the game, but as soon as he got to grips with their game plan, he certainly were up for that game and coming away with a two fifteen to thirteen point victory.
7: Yeah, look, we came up to win the game And that's exactly what we did, Martin um, Obviously, we, we, we knew it was going to be a big battle Up in Faithful Fields as well That obviously weren't going to lie down And they surely threw everything at us um, Our lads dealt with it um, Obviously, we, we know we need to improve um, If we're going to go any further in a competition But we've led to something final flood forward to next weekend And that was the main aim all, all throughout the year So, look, uh, from that side of things It's where we want to be
6: Having a comfortable enough lead, I suppose, at half time, getting the two goals going in really helped you. I suppose it changes the team talk a little bit when you're ahead at half time than if you're coming behind. But you probably could have been a little bit more ahead.
7: Yeah, yeah, we need to improve our uh, our shooting. That's for sure, and our efficiency levels up front. Uh we, we are creating the chances, but we're not taking the chances, Martin, and it's something that we really need to work on if we're going to go further in the competition. Uh, but look, on the plus side, we're certainly creating those opportunities. There was a strong wind there, and it actually um, didn't think it until we went out into the pitch. It was quite an, o- it's quite an open field, and there was a strong breeze in it, and off we had the breeze in the first half. It was good to be going in, leading by three. Um, have, as you said yourself, having left chances behind in the second half, felt that we took over, but we still weren't um, putting the scores on the board, and th- when you do that, you're going to leave a team in it, but thankfully, look, we saw the game out.
6: In fairness to you, your efficiency was good enough. It's just the goal chances that maybe you didn't take. You would only three wides in the first half, but nine in the second half, you probably are not happy with a lot of them either.
7: Yeah, that's it, that's it, that's it. Uh, they, they seem to tail off the same post, really, on um, the, right, the right post there, um, as you shoot out to the roadside of the field. So, um, look, we need to improve on that. Again, you touched on it there, we, we, we missed goal chances, but we're creating goal chances, and that's, that's the real positive there on that front as well. Um, so, look, it's onwards and upwards, and we, um, we look forward to expert.
6: I know he had it. McDermott out for a while. You're getting him back. I mean, if that's it, McDermott as even 50% fitness and scoring one four, mother of God, what's he going to be like when he's at full fitness?
7: Um, delighted, Fred. Uh, he's a great fella. He's been through the mill over the last couple of months. He's he missed out. I know he's part of the panel, but he missed out in the colleges, uh, colleges all Ireland uh, in terms of starting or playing and getting an opportunity to play in Crow Park. Um, but his attitude has been absolutely exemplary, um, and he's worked so hard to get back on the field. And just delighted that things went well from today. Um, as you touched on it Jerry yourself we do need him and yeah he's a leader of our team as well five of the
6: inside forwards getting on the score sheet eight different scorers in total you would be happy enough mm. a good performance all round let's be fair yes there's things to work on mm. but when you're going in again Wexford when you're putting that kind of a score up it's a good way to go in
7: yeah yeah it is it is look again we do know we need to improve it's good to see that we're scoring it's good to, and, and, and all the rest but um look it's going to be a step up again uh, next weekend martin and um i've no doubt that the, the lads will step up again they're a great bunch um superb attitude and they'll drive it on next weekend again
6: come here to me now you're like the politician because i can see it in your face you're trying to give me the diplomatic answer But you have a smile going i mean for the lads themselves i mean you're thrilled for them they're now into a leinster semi-final you know two good wins against Leash and against Antrim, now a good win again, awfully as well. And yes, while there's things to be done, you're progressing nicely. To be fair to you.
7: That's it, that's it Look we are, we are. the lads are improving They're improving all the time As I said to you, uh, their attitude is top class And when you have that and they're willing to work hard And you have fantastic support from, from the parents as well uh, Things will happen And uh, bit by bit things are happening The lads are growing in confidence, they're getting better And uh, yeah, as I said to you, we look forward to the next and Let's see what that brings
6: And it is against the neighbours, Wexford as well So that brings an added bit of spice to it Especially since the under-20s fell to them as well uh, Two weekends ago But overall, it's a great weekend for Kenny Hurland Mm-hmm. like two weekends ago we had three defeats yeah. this weekend three victories you know I couldn't get much better than
7: that well so that's it look the old saying rings true you never get too down when you lose and you never get too uh, caught up in things and overhyped when you win and uh, somewhere in the middle is the best way to be and I think Kikenni uh, seemed to do that all the time last couple of weeks ago yeah there was disappointment bounced back this weekend and uh, please God we'll continue in that vein um, over the coming weeks as well. well
6: well done today brilliant performance and best of luck in the semi-final
7: thanks Martin thanks
8: Brian, I don't know where to start, but I'm going to use the word "epic." And in fairness to Carlo you're unbeaten in the in the John McDonough. It's, uh, I suppose, the draw to this week. You probably, as a Carlo player, be a lot happier because it probably should have been a victory last week, but pulled it out of fire in the end today.
9: Yeah, look, I suppose um, in the second half, like the whole game was was end to end. In fairness, and it was, you know, it was as you said, Brendan, it was epic. Um, uh, I suppose we did have chances to win it. Day to man, day of the man, day went down a man in the second half. And look, it was, it was nip and tuck the whole way. Very entertaining game.
8: Yeah, three great saves yourself on that first half you had more than three saves but your three that really kept Carlo in the game at a vital time Leash went seven up the boys pulled it back to two I think Leash went six up they pulled it back to two it was nip and tuck there was only two in it at half time so there was a great bit of character shown by both teams I might add today but you'll be happy there was great character shown by Carlo
9: Yeah, look, it was massive like we could have we could have easily like there were six up in the first half we stayed plugging away we got uh, grips with what they were doing you know, the Leash are I don't know, they're not, they're not mean feel like they're a tough team they're a very good team um you know we were seven down in the second half we kept plugging away kept plugging away kept believing in what we were what our jobs were and, and 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 the process of what we have, like you know what we have trained to do, um and and, and look at paid dues in the end.
8: Yeah, two-week break, now Brian, which I say are glad of because uh, big matches like that, especially Kerry last week, Leash this week, takes a bit out of lads.
9: Ah, oh, absolutely. Look, it's you know you're going to the well there three weeks in a row, um you know so it's it's we'll be, we'll appreciate the break, we'll regroup and look forward to two more games in in, in the Joe Mac. Yeah,
8: there's a great bit of character in this team, isn't there? And Nuri or Ballycran in a fortnight's time, it might be moved from sure yet but it's that weekend but the two-week break will Tom and the lads will be delighted with that but the word I want to use is the effort and, and, and the great approach by everybody on the team. I know fellas like you that bring off great saves will get certain mentions and the Marties for scoring freeze and 65s and general play, you know, star forwards Chris Nolan and these fellas but collectively this panel is working their socks off. There was some workman-like performances from everybody out there today.
9: Yeah, look, it's it's not about anyone individual individually in uh, in this group it's um it's everyone like Car- carlo wins everyone wins Do you know that's and that's that's our mentality we work hard um and it's it doesn't matter who gets the scores it doesn't matter it's we're all we're all there together and everyone to work a, to a man one to i think we have 35 or six maybe even 37 there at the minute on the panel and it's it, you know we are all working our socks off it's great
8: bit of relief when the penalty was awarded at the end it was no one remonstrated the referee sent off a leash player they'll feel a little aggrieved but Carlo got the penalty Marty had a score and stuck at home 122 apiece you have to be a happy man because you're heading off to a wedding now life continues for Brian and the lads
9: <laughs> yeah absolutely look it's, it, that's, that's exactly it it's, um, we got got we look some lads, you know, you make your own luck and I think I believe we done that there today and, and we got our we got out we got out there in the end. We could have easily went down by three points, but look in fairness to to Mousie and Marty, he stood up and, and, and slotted it and that's you know, it's it's a draw game and we're we're still unbeaten in the Joe Mac.
10: Okay,
8: well I won't delay you're heading off to a wedding and uh close ties in Carlow there's a lot of connections under the Carlo, hurling team and through Carla club so you're off to a wedding and a few of the lads are going as well so you can wish the Brighton groom well uh, here live on KC
9: yeah look it's great to, in fairness to, it's, uh, it's great to be not, like it's not too far down the road it's only down to the new park and I'd like to wish Paddy Mullins and, and Durvalick Kennedy all the best and, and uh,
2: we
8: look forward to later on tonight Okay, well, listen, you behave yourself. You have a two weeks' time. Uh, stay on the lemonade. And well done today, Brian. And well done to the team. It was an epic performance from Carl. And I think Leash have to des- deserve a lot of credit for the performance they put up as well. Collectively, a great advertisement for John Mack. And we look forward to the matching down in a fortnight's time. And well done. Thanks very much. Go man Brian. Thank you. Ross that was an epic performance I think Leisha will be more disappointed in dropping a point than Carlo. but at the end of the day you're still well in the competition but a few tough assignments now at Tralee in the last match provided you win your next one is going to be a tough one as well but all in all a great game of hurling
10: Yeah it was a great game alright it's thicker there after going three points up last puck of the game to concede a penalty like an, a dubious penalty at that now but um it's very disappointing is the overall feeling for us in the dressing room because now we have to hope I think awfully uh, or Carlisle will drop points here in either of their last two games, and I think off they have to come here, and I don't think that's going to be an easy game. So it's uh, overall at this point feeling leaving here today, to be honest with you. So I don't know what way to, I don't know what to say to you. Here. It's uh, as local like, derbies go, you know all those Carla
8: lads and they yeah. know you when you're around the block of while, when you're still a young fella. But you got four cracking points as well. Uh, as a John McDonough Cup match goes, it was a cracking game, of hurling.
10: Yeah, no, jeez, Carlo, first off, I think they're a brilliant side, hurling again them with club matches, obviously, we lost Leinster semi-final here, and practice matches, and playing every every year for the last 10 years against Carlo, you know what they're like, and they're brilliant hurlers, and they can, they're even better here, I think even here's worth a couple of points to them as well, so, um, they're brilliant, and as a Joe McDonough as a whole, yeah, class, it's brilliant to be involved in a competition where you genuinely feel you can win games and competitions as opposed to some of the games we play, so, um, I'm all for the competition and yeah brilliant day for John McDonough today yeah.
8: you went three points up I know you were off the field at that stage and there was a few leash people wondering why is Ross King off the field but that's for management but uh, you got four crackers at the start everybody played well looked like uh, Willie had put them all Oh, in front got a great score uh, to wrap it up more so but there was four minutes at a time Marty went short the penalty was given and the rest is history One twenty-two apiece
10: yeah rest is history yeah. all, all I can be is fucking pissed off here now and to be honest I probably shouldn't say it too much because I have a loose lip at times but um, yeah we're pissed off to be straight about it and now it's just not in our own, it's not in our own hands which fixed it up for us but um, if we you've win dropped, our last two games you've dropped three points yeah, we have. Yeah. Um we have to win our last two games and hope a result goes for you, which is no it's like I'm an Arsenal fan at the moment if they win all their games lord, I'm, here I'm, ho- I'm hoping <laughs> I'm hoping to come true but you're also hoping other results go against City as well so it's um, a bit with, like us now at the moment so I go home and lick my wounds but my mother got five Easter eggs yesterday they're all 19 cent each so that's my plan for the evening now so
8: the dietitian. won't be having yeah. a- well listen Ross um, a draw is a draw you're still in the competition few things have to work out but all you have to say doing now at least is stay winning
10: stay winning we win our two games and hope for the best and take someone a lot of Above now, mate. Do us a favour, please, oh, God. Right.
8: I may mean, compliment you on your sportsmanship. You were involved in a little unintentional uh, clash with James Dyle earlier on, and like a man, you went back over. So, from a sporting point of view, and for the young boys and girls at the match, that's great to see in a game of hurling, and you deserve to be complimented. But I did say you're a gentleman on off the field, and it's great to have a chat with Casey Lor, and I'm delighted to meet you in Carlo again today. Did you buy the coach in to today, I'm Kikkenny? off two after yeah, you. A <laughs> <laughs> well, good man yourself. Listen, safe journey home, and good to talk to you.
10: Thanks, William. All the best, you, both. you both. man, thanks. Oh, my well
2: This one to analyse, Barry. Uh, yeah, look, it was, um, I suppose, possibly a game of two halves in some ways. Um, look, Dublin not play a particular uh, style of hurling; it can be awkward to play against, um, and sometimes it can get lead to a bit of frustration with that. But I thought we dealt with it reasonably well towards the end of the first half, and then I thought very much so at the start of the second half.
10: Worrying they had eleven ways or ten ways in the first half to kick any four. Uh, they hit enough that a ball short to your goalkeeper. There were statistics that should that would be a
4: worry to you,
2: would it? Yeah, there'd certainly be a concern. I'm sure the statistics that uh, are in our favour as well, Barry. Uh, but but yeah, uh, look, I mean, there's always things you can you can uh, pick out negatives. I'm sure there's a lot of positives as well. Um, and uh, you know, look, they, they definitely had a lot of wides in a period during the first half that mm. maybe they should have scored from easy enough wides. But that's that's, that's sport and that's hurling. Sometimes you get chances you don't take them. Sometimes you know you have to ride your luck here and there as well. And I thought overall, uh, you know, uh, I thought
3: we really had to turn it around the second half and I thought we done that. The win is a win is a win, isn't it? Exactly. Thanks, Mark. No bother, Barry. Mark, again, you mentioned the positives. The positives again, you got Dennis Welsh Graham time. The positives, your subs, made a difference. He made a vital contribution, two points, because the fortuitous goal in the first half, we were out of it for 20 minutes and then we got the goal. But they kicked on brilliantly after that.
2: They did, yeah. And look, as I said, it was a frustrating type of game. Uh, it was frustrating for us on the line as well. Um, you know, positions are kind of a little bit irrelevant Uh, but yeah look I mean the lads made a huge contribution in fairness any of the lads that have come in the last uh, three games have made contributions and valuable ones so look it's been it's been pleasing from that point of view Uh, yeah look I suppose you know I'd be particularly happy with the first 20 minutes of the second half when we really turned things around you know in our favour
3: and in this style of game against the likes of Dublin against teams that sometimes play like we see in the sweeper style and you possibly picked the man to play that sweeper for you
2: today and he did very well. He did outstanding, yeah, but uh, you'll be well aware of him yourself. Yeah. <laughs> but um, no, look, we, we did, we did. Uh, but there's other attributes uh, to Jeff's game that uh, were on show today, apart from his ability to, to read a game. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought he had an outstanding game from start to finish and it's, it's not an easy job, the one he was entrusted with, but he did excellent.
3: All over the field, your bigger players came good today. You mentioned the positives. I'm trying to find positives. Garrod Dunst took the freeze when another day and might have to suit him. Joe Fitz in your half-back line. But for me, Killian Dyle and Young Byrne covered a lot of ground for you.
2: Yeah, they put in a huge shift. Um, they did cover an awful lot of ground and we moved them between wing and, and midfield the two of them and uh, regardless, they just went at it. Uh, Yeah, look, I mean, I think the the middle third was always going to be a defining area to pitch there today. And I think, look, the lads you mentioned, along with the the rest of them around there, really stood up and and won vital ball in the second half when the game was there to be won.
3: Semi-final, you have to be happy. That was your goal at the beginning. You're in a semi-final. What more could you want at this stage?
2: Yeah, no, it's great. I mean, the the round-robin is funny. I said it already. Like, it's... It's great on the day if you win, but ultimately it's, it's you know, straight after it's, it's kind of done and dusted and you have to move on. So now we really start into the, the real stuff and uh, yeah, we'll be looking forward. I think it's maybe two weeks or two and a half weeks. And uh, we've look. we have an awful lot to work on, there's no doubt about that. But uh, we have stuff we can build on as well, really positive stuff that we can build on. Of
3: course, finally, the injuries, Billy Drennan, most people want to know.
2: Timescale? Uh, look, I think it's the news on it is positive, and uh, you know we probably uh, were worried about a, a longer layoff, than then um, then it's going to be, and hopefully look over the next couple of weeks, Billy be back in training, whether it's with ourselves or the seniors, uh, we'll we'll wait and see. But uh, for his own sake, it's great. It's it's not it's not going to be a long layoff anyway. Well done, Mark. Dowell. Thank you. Thanks, Adrian.
6: James Kelly Kilkenny manager we said last week probably one was left behind you too many mistakes today it certainly looks that way
11: yeah no look there was um, a lot of handling errors out there today Corks um, you know they were getting the ball to hand a lot better than we were and I suppose they probably you know lived off a lot of our mistakes too and I suppose at the end we had our goal chance didn't come off they took theirs and that stretched the lead I suppose before the goals came you know they scored three points we couldn't answer them you know so the lead stretch and we just couldn't seem to get it back. The one thing I will say at the end, I know it's a bit of moral stuff now, but we hit two good points at the end just to show that we're still still a bit of fighting the team, like even though we were trailing by a good margin in the end, like so.
6: You were certainly in it right up to half time, went in only a point behind seven points to six. What were you thinking
11: at that stage? I was well, saying that look, we were we were in the game. Like any team that's that at, at that you know at that stage of the match is in, you're in the game like and we said all we wanted to get over here today was can we get that performance we had last week? We knew that Cork are an experienced team, we knew coming down here again today to get to get up to the level uh, at last week was going to be a challenge but I felt maybe for 40 minutes of the 60 we were at it was just the last 20 Cork showed that bit of experience they had that bit more and look at the end of the day the scoreline tells the story They were clinical and they took their chances Cleena O'Callaghan
6: didn't play the last day she did today she came away with 1-2 Lauren Holman was causing untold trouble for the defence up there as well I think she came away with 1-4 or 1-5 Cork were clinical but he had goal chances and you just didn't take him
11: you know Cork, Cork were 100 clinical and in, in, in fairness to them you know they, they, they pushed on when they mattered the most and that that's experience but you have to remember too that we're still only in April this is the replay of the league we have Leinster coming up the other in the series has nowhere started yet. We're after getting two great games against a team that is probably in most people's books favourites to go to go the distance again this year. But our girls talking to them there. They now said they now know what the standard is. We now know what we'll have to get up to if we are to, you know, go go, go the distance this year.
6: Look, it's not all negative either. There's a lot of positives to take out of it. Lots of things that you can work out before the Championship as well. But your backs, as much pressure as they were under today, they really stood up to Cork. And, you know, to telling in the end when they got a lot of blocks in there towards the end stop Cork, getting in for maybe three or four goals. They, they played very well in the two midfielders and some of the forwards as well were very well. So you have to be happy
11: enough with some of the performance. Oh, don't get me wrong. Like, like w- w- whether we won or won or what happened today, like we were, we were down here to, to learn more about ourselves for the season. Like, um, our backs in the first half was mountain of ball coming in and, and they held and they held their own. He couldn't fault them on it. And look, the goal opportunities that came, they were just taken well. You know, the court moved the ball well, they finished well. But we're going to go here today and we're going to take a lot from it. And as you said, there's still a lot. There's a lot to learn to do, and there's still a lot of road left. You know, for to travel so look we're we're disappointed don't get me wrong you know what I mean we'd love we would have loved to get a bit of silverware back to Kilkenny but the season's long yet and I hope we can turn things around
6: you use the league to play an awful lot of players you have done I
11: mean I think to something like 40
6: something players you've used in total during the National League do you know Know your starting team Going in towards championships? do you think?
11: Yeah well I said From the get go When I was asked To go over to Intermediates Was I was going to Go out and look for players Let players put their hand up Whatever and Give them a chance And we've, we've done that We stood by our word But now the girls know that the league was the block to do that the league was to figure out the group the league was to figure out where we're at but now here on in it's going to be who can put up their hand you have to understand there's a couple of senior panellists there too that are still still eligible with us too and they are going to put them under pressure too so it's going to be a very competitive environment from here on in and that's what we need for the to go the distance
6: Well look he certainly contributed to a fantastic final and the replay here today commiserations on the defeat and we look forward to the championship now starting with Leinster in a couple of weeks
11: I'm sure we'll be talking again Mark and we'll, we'll go again thanks very much
6: Roisin, feeling commiserations defeating the league final replay. Give us your overall thoughts on the match there today.
12: Uh, well, first half was good. We felt we worked hard. Um, happy enough going in a point down, I suppose. But then second half, first five minutes, we were doing well, holding our own. But then car kind of seemed to take off a bit. Maybe we lost our shape slightly. Um, they were reading our puckouts really well, and we kind of found it hard to, found it hard to work the ball off the pitch. But um, yeah, no, they just worked harder, I think, in the second half and took their scores. Um, but, yeah, no, disappointed.
6: Conditions were tough out there for the first half in particular. The downpour that came just before throwing as well certainly didn't tap or help matters, I should say. But he must have been happy going in at half time, only a point down. He had goal chances. He just didn't seem to take him at the right time.
12: Yeah, like the girls, in the full forward, once we got the ball into the full forward line, the girls were taking them on. Um, just a shame. The goalie pulled off one super save, to be fair. Um, but yeah I think we just need to take those earnings now as Championship and hopefully just take our scores now better going forward and hopefully we can push on
6: you have a couple of weeks now break before the Leinster Championship starts I think in around the 6th of May so knuckles down now and putting the pen to the sword now because that's a build up going into the All-Ireland Series itself
12: Exactly, like it's only the start of the year yet. Um, so I think we've Dublin now in the next year championship coming up. So we'll just take the next game one step at a time because I think we've them in championship as well. So um, once so we can just learn from every game we have now at the stage and then hopefully bring our fitness and our work, our hurling up a bit now and, and just take it all into championship and see where we go.
6: Well, commiseration, Roshi, thanks for having a chat with us. Thank you. Danielle Morrissey commiserations uh, defeating the league final replay which was probably a chance lost last week but you certainly put in a decent performance there today and personally coming away with seven points while disappointed in the result you're probably happy with your own performance
13: I look like we knew last week when, when we matched them like to get a draw out of the game we knew we were going to have twice as hard a battle like today coming down here coming in at half time being only one point down we were like drive it on now but as a team In fairness, we said going until the end, we got two nice scores there and we didn't drop the heads. Um, Yeah, I think the lads will be happy enough. I I think they got five or six players in there as well to to replace players. But look, yeah, personally, uh, look, I worked hard. I'm, I'm wrecked after it, but
6: yeah, look, it is what it is. Tell us what conditions were like there because at the start of it there was horrendous showers that came as well so the ball looked like it was very greasy as well when you were trying to get it up into the hand and get possession into the hand as well. It looked very tough. How
13: tough was conditions? Yeah, very tough. Like The ground is hard but it's slippy like so touch really had to be really good today to get the ball into your hand and we seen in the first half the ball wasn't sticking so if you didn't get it up first time it was gone you don't get a second, second chance to get it into your hand so yeah conditions were tough but look it's no excuse. It's the same for Cork as well so... Look, we've we done, we done our best. and Yeah, yeah, you've
6: certainly done your best all right and added to what was a great spectacle. That's the end of the National League now. The Leinster Championship starts in a couple of weeks before you start the All-Ireland period as well. Are you looking forward to it?
13: Yeah, look, we got loads of matches. Like, to see what we have. And matches are great because you get fit, fit. Match fit and stuff. So, look, we're happy with how the league went. We got to the league final and... We, uh, we got a performance anyway to a degree so look we're happy enough and we we'll look forward to the championship. championship in a few weeks
6: well commiserations today well done on your own performance and thanks for having a chat to us
0: on KCLR here thanks Martin <laughs> Mr. Shane Dunphy, Technical Director, I believe, is the right turn?
14: Director of Football.
0: Director of Football and Chairperson Peter Harvey. Gentlemen, thank you very much for coming in to me today.
14: No problem. Thanks. Thanks,
0: William. I'll start with yourself, Peter. Uh, Apparently you've had some very, very positive talks with the Minister for Sport. Yeah, we
15: met the Minister of Sport on Monday to talk about all things from the club to the venues that we play in and expenses and all that stuff. So we've been talking basically... We're trying to get a home pitch for the club and a training facility and we've got an expression of interest in for five acres in Tullo and Carlo and that went in during the week and the decision we made sometime in May and June, we're very hopeful we're getting that and we're trying to see what facilities we can get within the Kilkenny area because we are a club that spans both counties so we need to be playing games in both counties and training in both counties.
0: Would that be a requirement then of any possible uh, National League site?
15: Yes, we need to have a, a pitch that will take, have a stand that will hold about 500 people and obviously media rooms, proper dressing rooms and all that. So where we're playing our underage games at the moment, where well, they're brilliant facilities for the moment, they don't meet that criteria. So yes, we, that's a large issue that we need to overcome to get to the next level
0: uh, but I mean in respect because it's a dual county club will you have to have a grounds in both counties
15: no we don't we just need to have a ground that is our stable home so but we as a club have a policy that we w- want to make sure certainly that we have a feet into both counties so the players from both counties and beyond because we've got players from all over the place especially North Tipperary area as well at the moment and we encourage them all to come in so
0: I'm going to ask you the burning question that's on. I can see the smile, right smile coming across your face. Buckley Park, what's the story with it? Is there ever a chance of having a team back there representing indeed Kilkenny and possibly Carlo in the former CK United?
15: Yeah, well Buckley Park has always been on our agenda. The problem with Buckley Park is it's held in trust by two or three people at the moment and there's no deals being done. But we do believe that there's no negotiations going on at the moment out with our control. It's not with us. And we're just awaiting developments on that. So hopefully that would obviously, we'd be very interested in that if it becomes available. Um, So yes, that's on the agenda at some point.
0: Because last time, uh, I'm Director of Football, Mr. Shane Dumpy. The last time we spoke, that was obviously on your agenda as well. You said everyone wants to get that up and going. Um, obviously, there's been huge developments since we last spoke, which would have been around Christmas time. What, from a Director of Football point of view, have been the improvements over
14: the past while? Oh, look, we've had uh, huge improvements on and off the field, um, recruitment of a huge amount of new coaching staff. Um, and you know, with, with lots of qualifications, um, more support staff in relation to it. we're getting, Roach injury clinic a lot more involved. Um, with the medical side of things, our, our psychologists are, are a hell of a lot more involved. But I suppose that's all slowly starting to so- show on the pitch now. We've we're we're very close to tier one elite phase with the women's women's side the under 19s. Um, the under 17s girls are extremely competitive and. Yeah, we've we've had a you know a baptism of fire with the under 19s boys with I think seven games in now, um yet to win but um huge improvements on that side which you know, all pushing towards having a first team yeah in in the region yeah you know, and yesterday with a massive result in the under 14s boys we we um beat Shelburne, one of the top one of the top four clubs in the country so in the academy way so yeah on the pitch a huge amount of improvements um so yeah we're we're all pushing to the number one goal of the having the first
0: team Well congratulations for the win over Shelburne uh, or just touching back on the under-19s team you said it was a trial by fire that was just announced at the start of December yeah. you were getting a register of interest uh, did you get uh,
14: like much people vying for a spot um, on the team um, Look uh, we were playing Cork this morning and, and we were talking to the Cork manager on, uh, there and like he was saying that the majority of their players are with them for the last four or five years so we were Because the expression of interest came in late uh, and we were announced so late we were basically looking at picking up players from grassroots clubs uh, around the area um, and people who were moving into Carlow IT and we've got a couple like that um, and just a very, very young team. We finished today with... Our back four, all all being except for one, being a, a first year, six to first year, seventeens, and and four other um, on a four year four four other first years uh, under under eight, nineteens, and then um, another guy who was seventeens um, as well. So very young side. Um, when you're playing, uh, you know, against that kind of standard, it's it's going to be a steep learning curve. And they're getting there. Um, you know, July is a big time for us because we'll have tier two and. Yeah, We've made some significant signings, you know. So, a couple of local lads that are um, in clubs at the moment here finishing off their junior seasons have decided to come across uh, in July, which is great, you know. what I mean, so we won't name names because they're still playing. At <laughs> so, the what moment. was the re- yeah. like
0: uh, obviously? Then maybe the other clubs don't want would might know, and we've had discussions about that as well. About the relationship between, I think, um, was it Shane Ross that was in with me before the relationship between the the district league teams right. and, and CK United? It, it, <laughs> it could there'll be a situation where that's uh, benefiting everybody
14: yeah of course yeah look the it's a different product like again grassroots and, and high performance football are two different products but yeah look uh, uh, interesting enough um, you know as Peter mentioned we have agreements with and a lot of conversations going on with North Tip um, we're in the middle of doing it with um, Kilkenny at the moment. We've, I've, I've been talking to Dave McCarthy and we're going in with their county cup team in a couple of weeks' time. To they're playing a big weekend here next weekend against uh, in in evergreens All the local teams are playing. All the and we're yeah we're coming up and we're going to go in and help. And you know Dave is brilliant. I know Dave from playing and um, really open to it. Look, it's it's um, that's always a huge benefit uh, linking together and and, and obviously. We're, Peter's previous experience with the with Carlo League and being chairman. Yeah, um, it's massive that we have all those links and, and more and more links. And ho- we'd hope to be announcing club links in the next uh four to five weeks. We have been working on a few in the background. So yeah, look that's like grassroots clubs are gonna be absolutely vital to any League of Ireland club, um, because that's where they start playing football and fall in love with the game and um then they will eventually end up going to to. to league of Ireland football in the region
0: and peter with yourself the, the the discussions with the the sports minister that we alluded to at the start of the interview yeah. um obviously we would be hoping for kind of good news in surrounding that and um, did you get any type of promises from the sports minister as to what they could do to help develop CK United
15: Uh, we spoke about things like funding and grants aid and all that sort of stuff and he basically said to us that his issue is not being able to fund people it's getting the right facilities and land to do it so if he can find somewhere that we can play football then the grants and the funding won't be a problem so which is a great thing to hear from the man at the top, so that's what we're looking for.
0: Yeah, well, like well, I know from a, going back to the grassroots level as well that there's been a lot of grants uh, handed out to some great Kilkenny clubs recently um, because I'm involved in the District League. You see what's happening out in Clonard for River Rangers and so forth, and that's only for the betterment of grassroots football, which then ultimately will be for the better, betterment of CK United. Mm-hmm. Um, how has been your tenure so far since the, the, the change from Carlo Kilkenny? I know that was mm. a, a big, big decision that you had to make as well. You had to rebrand. Yeah. How are you finding that going so far, Peter?
15: Well, the rebranding was done because obviously we we're trying to make ourselves more susceptible to sponsorship from outside the two counties as well as inside it. And we did have people saying, no, well, I can't support a Carlo Kilkenny team if they're from outside counties. But the name brand helps us with that. But it also gives our players and our supporters something to shout when they're at games yeah. like because we found that like we're playing games in Derdamus and thanks to District League at the time for giving us the use of the grounds but the player, the parents were shouting come on Carlo and yeah. I was looking and going this is not Carlo this is Carlo yeah. and I'd be living and working in Carlo but having them shouting CK or United helps because everyone rose in beside the, behind the name so it was great to have that
0: and uh, Shane, when, last time we were speaking as well and I'll keep alluding back to it as well we, we, we talked about the development of sponsorship which yeah. is what the rebrand was obviously about, yeah. hel- helping for how have you found that
14: in the past few months? Um, really, really good because we've we've changed Kids spotter sponsor which has mean we've had to change a lot of jerseys uh, and, and um, we've got a really good response um, and as Peter said it, it makes it much easier with the name um, rather than having to have, have a, have a conversation where it's about um and look we've we've announced our, our golf classic this week um, on the 30th of June in in Carlo um, and again like the the response to that um, with sponsorship has been it's been fantastic like look so Look, high performance football. This level of uh, league of Ireland football requires sig- significant funding to to make it happen and, and to pay the people who were involved and um, in relation to, to, to the grounds that were using the facilities, the, the professionals in relation to the physios and all these. There's a lot of extra uh, requirements. Come the referees, and uh, with five home games this weekend, you know it's an expensive weekend, but it's. a uh, it's really, really good to see so many people out with the grounds and out the pitches. Um, and the, as Peter said, the pitches around the and Kenny area, are, are, and the facilities that the grassroots clubs have are unbelievable. But for for us, you know, again, you talk about securing funding. If we have our own ground, your name and rights, all those things that happen. These are things that we were speaking to the sports minister about, and and John and Andrew McGuinness on Friday as well. Like so, yes, yeah, so look, look, and there's hopefully, um, we'll have maybe a little bit more movement, uh, more games in, in the Galway area. To, you know, if if Andrew's in, in in the process of speaking to the the watershed as well, too, to to make that more a, a more. Acceptable ground to, to League of Ireland Fourth Division, uh, women's and and men's uh, third tier next year. Like we'll be we, we're like we're on the football side of things. We're ready to play in in particularly the female side in 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 the division next year, like, and we're we'd hope to be making an application or have a conversation with the FEI, so I'm very very similar about those things so like grounds are number one thing on that like you know.
0: and Peter is it, is, an, is there an appetite for because I've just picking up on what James Blanchfield said Clickenny Rugby Um, he said generally you know, you're obviously competing in Clikennie being a predominantly GEA stronghold it has to be said and indeed in Carlo as well they love their football they love their camogie they love their hurling as well so you're competing with rugby GEA and indeed soccer to try and get people in so we noticed that Dublin has a huge catchment area that's where all the, the clubs seem to be so in terms of supporters are, are you finding that the interest is there? The
15: interest in both counties is huge I mean soccer is a, is the largest playing sport in the whole country mm. it's over all the other sports everybody plays soccer some lad might play rugby but doesn't play GA and so on but they all play soccer so we've got the biggest uh, playing in the country the amount of support we get out of especially Kirkkenny where they've had a League of Ireland Club before the amount of people coming to us and saying as soon as we get a pitch we're going to be coming in roam behind you because it's unreal they want it the appetite is there and we want to service that appetite and get all those people involved David Roach who's our physio, com- physio man and head of sports science has been pushing us big time to try and get it back here because all his comrades and whoever he plays, Forever Green, are all on to him, when can we go and watch League of Ireland football? So he's telling us that everybody wants it here and we're very much ready to go. And in Carl we've got a good appetite as well because they've never they've had um, FC Carlo a few years ago, but we want it and this is
0: what they want, so we're ready to go. Well, I'm looking forward to following the developments, gentlemen, but I'm looking forward to seeing how you gone out in the golf course as well. So once again, <laughs> the Golf Classic, when's it coming
14: up? Uh, 30th of
0: June. 30th of June. People can follow CK United on all social media platforms as well. Uh, teams up from under-14s up to under-19s in both the uh, boys' and girls' categories. And hopefully then we'll have a men and women's team being playing in the Women's National League and uh, the... Eventual, your yeah. Premier Division as well. <laughs> Gentlemen, thanks very much for coming thanks in. Very in. Sure. We're going to take a quick ad break. Don't go anywhere. Lots more still to come here on Scoreline. <laughs> I've been Shane O'Keefe. That's been Scoreline Extra. You can tune in to the show every weekend from 2 to 6. And, of course, catch up with all the news on Friday and Monday night sports shows between 6 and 7. Until then, stay safe, stay sane, and remember, your sound out.